0: It's a whole new world. Not quite. But Fro did watch The Little Mermaid on this week's Another Digital Citizen.
1: Another digital another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. My Citizen. is in.
0: Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another uh, Digital Citizen episode three nine nine. Ooh, one more episode, and we're in the four hundreds. Pew pew, pew. Uh, I am Fro, and with me I have Luke. Hello,
2: Oregon. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. It's it, it's uh, rainy and cold here because it's Oregon. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's hot, it's hot, but. <laughs>
0: Don't don't uh, uh, dissolute people. Right, I'm gonna keep keeping up appearances, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just a, it's like a rainstorm, and there's ducks just like cruising mm-hmm. through the streets. That's Oregon. Yep. And everybody's weird because that's uh, your state motto is uh, keep Oregon weird
2: for some reason. Is that our state motto, or is that just? I think that. I think so. I think that's Portland's motto, maybe. But oh, I think that kind of like oh, Portland yeah. is like what everybody thinks of as Oregon. At, you know, yeah, outside of Oregon, I guess. Or I at, mean, the doc- what people call it outside of Oregon, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Portlandia, they a very good documentary from... Uh... <laughs> a lot of from those Oregon. places that they, like, covered in that show are real, though. Yeah. Like, they're uh, yeah, real so- places, and, like, a lot of those people... I, I recognize those types of characters. They did uh, mm-hmm. actually for a con- like it is obviously over the top cuz it's comedy but they did a good ad- right. job of capturing the essence of the city in the first couple seasons the last what i think there were five seasons of that show the last like three I or something so, yeah. not so much i think they just ran out of ideas
0: more than anything true yeah no i i always liked that show but uh i think it definitely the two last seasons were very
2: like I Hum-hum. I didn't finish the last season. I remember starting it and getting two episodes in and being like this is not yeah. funny anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. There are some shows uh, that are like that.
1: I think that
2: there's shows and I think this comes from like his time on SNL, but like that mm. are good sketches. It's a good sketch idea, but having mm. it be more than like one season of a television show will never ever work, you know. Uh, and I yeah. think that's one of those. It was a great sketch idea. Five seasons? No, thank you.
0: Yeah, there's something about like reinventing yourself. Uh, like every season is probably going to be very hard when people are assuming that you're going to present this or that. I think one of the the shows that does that in a way, a very clever w- way, is actually a show that I I watched uh, season three cool. of this. Week, I think you should leave,
2: uh, but I don't think I that's think the same. Well, it is a sketch show, right? But that one yeah. at least has the it has like the um, flexibility to do different things. Where this is, it's always focused it on one. Like Portlandio is always focused on yeah. that one idea, and so mm-hmm. it's like uh, pigeonholed more than uh, I think you should leave. Which can kind of go crazy and do whatever he wants
0: with that show. Yeah, sure. But uh, there are there are other shows that I uh, like come uh, come to mind. Uh, Between Two Ferns uh, was like uh, the perfect amount. I think uh, that lasted as long as it did, and then it was done. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. And that's kind of a sketch anyway. show.
2: It's more of like an interview
0: yeah. sketch show.
2: Uh, yeah. That that was a fun one. I yeah. I think there are some shows that run their course and it seems like okay uh, that was great and then there's other ones like Portlandia where it's like you should have probably stopped a few seasons ago and everybody would Mm -hmm. remember it in a fond way instead of remembering it in a bad way yeah
0: yeah the office for example had I think it was three or four seasons too much
2: I want to say Brooklyn
0: Nine-Nine also
2: like when they when they cancelled it the first time that's when that should have ended yeah I agree Oh, and then Uh, the big uh, one—the Joel McHale show. What was it? Um,
0: Oh yeah, uh, Community. Community. That's
2: the biggest, biggest, biggest one. When they should have just ended. Holy shit! That last season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is that is maybe like the biggest decline of quality in a show ever that I can think of. Was that the writer's strike at the time, or no? That was after. Had it uh, after. No, it was after. Yeah, yeah. So there, no, there really no. was no excuse. Yeah, yeah. The ending of, of Lost got a uh, writer's strike. You can definitely see.
2: I it. was looking that up just to make sure, and seeing yeah. uh, from just a, a week and a half ago, Community movie delayed by writer's strike, which we didn't mm-hmm. have in the news, but I just found that out so. We did talk about the community movie when they announced it was coming out. So, yeah. Mm.
0: It's never going to happen now. (laughs) I kind of hope it doesn't. No. Um, A show that I am very excited for that's coming soon is Futurama. I don't know how excited I am because it is my favorite cartoon uh, of all time. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I am... I am somewhat excited. I think I think the last season of, of uh, that show is like perfection. The the last episode of that like, tied a very beautiful tie, and I don't know if I'm like super excited for them to go back. But what are we
2: talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, Sorry, I was chance. I
0: was looking something up. What show were you talking about? A Futurama.
2: Oh. Yeah, no, I don't think they need to do more of that. That show wrapped up... Like I would say never do more of that show. Yeah,
0: But it's coming... I think it's coming not next month, but the month after. I'm not sure. Okay,
2: Okay. well, that's a terrible idea. Speaking of terrible ideas... uh, US thinks Ukraine was behind Kremlin drone attack. That was a terrible idea of them,
0: wasn't it? It was a terrible idea. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that this was... Clever whatsoever.
2: Remember three weeks ago when we were talking about this drone attack and I was like, hmm, my guess is in about three weeks we're going to find out it was Ukraine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, three weeks later, the United States intelligence agencies believe that the drone attack on the Kremlin this month was orchestrated by Ukrainian spies or military intelligence, according to the New York Times. The newspaper said the attack appeared to be part of a series of covert operations that have made the U.S. officials... U.S. Oh, Ukraine's biggest supplier of equipment very uncomfortable I would imagine so mm. uh, the US assessment was based on intercepted Russian and Ukrainian communications the US intercepted Ukrainian conversation in which officials said they believed their country was responsible for the attack and also tapped a Russian communication which indicated it was not a false flag
0: by them okay yeah I, I guess I'm not uh, super surprised, I guess.
2: Well, there's a couple uh, things to go in here. Obviously, can we ever trust anything the Ukrainians say at this point ever again? <laughs> uh, No. I mean, they've lied about basically everything at this point, right?
0: But I don't trust anybody in this war. Like, Like I said before, in wars, I just turn off like the filters, like, everything that's, like, reported in wars is reported for a reason, like...
2: But you uh, got to remember, uh, when, in this specific war, the backing of the U.S. and NATO, you have to be able to trust Ukraine to do the correct things with the support you're giving them as far as weapons go, right? Including your country, Norway, is giving them weapons. Sure, so, sure. So, should we believe anything they have to say, meaning if they're going to lie about everything they're going to use our weapons for, should we give them more weapons? That's the more important thing I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't
2: know. Um, probably not. Cause what if they Uh, like, we give them more and more weapons and then they decide to do something totally crazy with them, like attack a whole other country. That's not even Russia. Right. Right. And then they go, it wasn't us. Yeah. And that's what they would do, you know?
0: We swear. (laughs) And then... It wasn't me, but I caught you on the camera. It was me. (laughs) I
2: guess the second most obvious thing to me here is uh, the idea that this is a defensive war that Ukraine is defending itself against Russia. Um, Well, when we see them attacking the kremlin with drones i even said this at the mm-hmm. time when we saw that if it is the ukrainians that is not a defensive attack it is an offensive attack so uh, mm-hmm. in this way they can no longer spin the idea of this being a defensive war and that they're being it initially it was because they were attacked right but now mm-hmm. once you're on the offensive it's no longer an, a defensive war it's a both sides are offensive
0: yeah, I get I get uh, what you say, but I still think uh, Ukraine kind of like have the high horse here because they were attacked first. I mean, there is no excuse for uh, the Ukraine attacking Kremlin. I'm not saying that, but uh, it's not like they were not provoked or anything. Right, but once you attack the other countries, like
2: inside the the country that is attacking you, you are no longer just defending your border. You're going into the opposite country's territory. Sure. That, that makes it an offensive sure. attack, not a defensive. You know what I mean? So, it's just mm-hmm. by the letter of the word, if you see people on the news going, oh, we're, we, we need to send them more weapons because we need to defend Ukraine. Ukraine needs to be defended. It's like, well, they're on the offensive at this point. So, they're like... Mm. Um, if they just want, if they were just worried about defending their country, they would keep using the weapons to defend their country, not attack Russia. Mm. Right, which also attacking Russia escalates the situation, which gets us one step closer to nuclear war, killing everybody. Which guess what would affect all of us. So yeah, I do still
0: think that uh, Ukraine's attack on the Kremlin is so 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 small. Uh, if we, like, compare it to uh, Russia's attack on the Ukraine. I'm not saying it's okay, and I'm not, uh, like, saying it's cool that they did it, but it still feels so little uh, against what Russia has done uh, against them. Sure, but it's not so much of like the
2: quantity. It's the fact that they're using, even when we gave them uh jets just last week, the U S gave them yeah. F-16s. They said that one of the main caveats for them getting jets was do not send these into U- Russian territory. Right. Right. That was yeah. the whole point. So it's not necessarily yeah. like, Oh, Ukraine's in the right, Russia's in the wrong. The question that I'm asking and we're posing here is, should other countries and NATO continue a back a country who not only lies about what they're doing with their weapons, but continues to escalate the situation out of a defensive war into an o- more and more offensive war day by day. Do we want to no. be in a full-on offensive war against Russia? No. Right. So that's my point.
0: Yeah. And I get that point. And I do agree with that point. It's just, yeah, it's silly. Uh, talking about that uh, Moscow also hit by drone as uh, Russia strikes Kiev uh, I also think this is probably Ukraine right? Yes
2: uh, well the attacks on Kiev were in response to the drone attack on the Kremlin and now drones in Moscow on Tuesday morning in what appear to be the first attack on residential areas of the Russian capital so they bomb like residential buildings with drones yeah. so that's even a bigger step up, obviously, than attacking the Kremlin. It comes a week after alleged drone attacks on the Kremlin, like I said. Uh, As far as the event from the far lines, take the spotlight ahead of Ukraine's planned counteroffensive in the spring. The Tuesday incident damaged some buildings in Moscow and forced residents to evacuate their homes. Officials said, though the Kremlin largely shrugged off uh, the dramatic display. Uh, Russian Defense Ministry said s- in a statement Tuesday that eight uns- uncrewed aerial vehicles were involved in-, in the strikes and that all drones were destroyed. Three of them uh, when they lost control after they were jammed, and five other when anti-aircraft anti-aircraft systems shot them down. Um, mm. Yeah, and the Ministry for Ukraine is calling it a terrorist attack. So they're not accepting responsibility, but even the U.S. Is, at this point is saying it was them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. one of the drones that they did recover was a Ukrainian-made drone. That's also kind of yeah. important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like they are definitely not helping themselves in this uh, situation. It, it feels like yet I, I I and this is like what I don't understand like what is the point of doing this uh from from a Ukrainian point of view, it's like is it just to, like, show them to, like, see what we can do now? That just feels so fucking contradictory. It's well, just, there's yeah. a few things
2: that it could it could bolster the backing of, of the Ukrainian people for the war. Mm-hmm. And in certain cases, if you're attacking civilian areas of a major city of another country, it could turn those people against the war because they're now seeing it come to their home in Russia. But in, in, the, in the same way, it could also bolster the Russian people for the war in other parts of the country that weren't affected by the attack, right? Just like any other attack on a, a country, people gather around behind that and say, oh, look, look mm. who's attacking us. So it, it's, uh, yeah, there's there's no real reason, it seems like, other than uh, just uh, to attack Moscow and just, like you said, to kind of show, oh, look what we can do. Like, uh, our hand is in this, you know, kind of thing. Right,
0: yeah.
2: I think the saddest thing is that it was an attack on civilians. Um,
0: yeah. Which... It feels very unnecessary. That's, isn't... that's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Like, unnecessary is, like, what comes into mind. It feels...
2: Which I was going to say very... is not something yeah. that the Russians are, exact, or are in any way uh, not also uh guilty of, yeah. guilty of thank you so mm. you know like you said in in the past article the ukrainians have done less uh, evil shit than the russians but since we're backing them we need to really make sure they're they they do not escalate the evil shit and just have it get worse and worse and worse mm. and so yeah. i think the big thing is as the people who are backing them especially the us and and a nato country we got to look at it and go, when do we get out of this? Like, at what point mm-hmm. does it get too much that we go, we can't back this. Like, this is yeah. wrong or something. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I it's, it's, uh, it's a sit- shit situation in a pretty <laughs> shitty place. Talking about shitty situations in a shitty place, uh... <laughs> Let's go to Turkey. Yeah, this whole thing okay. could have a,
2: a a large effect on the war, also. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, because uh, our how do you say his last name? Erdogan. Erdogan. <laughs> like Erdogan. Yeah. yeah, there's a D Turkey's in there. Erdogan. Uh, One uh, uh, his election. Uh, yeah, this is not good news at all. Uh, it's pretty bad, actually. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, because I think
2: the thing we've talked about in the past is that he's the one that's stopping uh, one of the countries that wants to go into NATO, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which one was it, Sweden? I believe it's Sweden. They're blocking Sweden from going in into NATO. Yeah. And one of the big things that people were talking about is if he did lose this election, that more than likely the other candidate would have allowed them in, and he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. one of the bigger things from this, but... Uh, also, the Turkish lira has hit a record low after the election win of uh, Erdogan in a new, in a renewed sign of economic troubles in his country, which is expected to face a third decade of his rule. Uh, addressing his supporters from a balcony of the presidential palace in Ankara on Sunday evening, Erdogan struck a hawkish tone after his victory, taking swipes at his political opponent and p- opponents and committing to continue his unorthodox economic policies before reciting a nationalist poem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Turkish leader was triumphant over Kemal... Oh my gosh, that is a name. I don't... <laughs> there's letters yeah. in this name that I don't even know how to pronounce. Klikdaruklu. <laughs> I don't... Is that yeah. C with a little thing, S, backwards S on the bottom of it? How do you... I don't even know how to pronounce that. I don't that. know. Yeah. Uh, Fen- Kilik- yeah, uh, fending off an unprecedented second-round election challenge to beat the uh, the head of the opposition with fifty-two point sixteen percent of the vote. So really close, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a runoff very, very election. Close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it's sad because uh, he's. Uh, Racist bigot uh, with uh, extremely harsh views on LT- L- L- LGBT uh, plus community issues. Uh, mm-hmm. He wants to drag Turkey uh, more towards like uh, Sharia law, fundament- Sharia law and fundamentalism. Yeah. So it's 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 sad in that way because uh, yeah. I, I think and it's, not, it's
2: especially sad that he's so that far right, and that mm-hmm. only like half the country is down with it, and so the other half of the country is like fuck it, this guy's, such you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that I feel worse for the forty eight point seven percent of people in Turkey than anybody else.
0: Yeah, and uh, and uh, also that he's. Like being such a long leader for them, like just creates even more like, I mean, the,
2: there's always going to be a question of this, if whether there was some kind of foul play just because he is such a dictator sure. and like, yeah, I wouldn't be suppli- surprised if there was some kind of uh, vote rigging and things like that. But, you know, that's all uh, there's no evidence of that.
0: Well, talking about that, uh, last week we introduced a new segment on the podcast uh, where I make a rap uh, with some software. Uh, This week I have decided to go from from something not serious at all until something very serious. So we are going to hear uh, the rap of uh, Erdogan. All right, can we count down? in
1: three two one go i'm back on the beat it's time to get political talking about turkeys aired gone his rule is critical he passed the test of his 20-year 21 there's no music in attacked. the background of this one okay Opponents tried to right. take him down but they lack the tact he's got the power he's got the, <laughs> the
2: power like lion
1: in the jungle yeah. always ready to fight <laughs> his opposition like a pack of wolves hauling in the night but Erdogan's got the upper hand, he's always in sight. He's a strat a master mind <laughs> the way he
2: rules. Like it's has like this really stilted weird.
1: Time. His moves <laughs> I are love calculated, his plans are refined. <laughs> he's always one step ahead, leaving his opponents behind. He's like a phoenix rising from Is this AI stages.
2: like a his fascist? What's going on here?
1: <laughs>
0: he's, he's the king of the domain, don't... and his
1: power never slashes. Opponents beware! You'll never beat him in these clashes. <laughs>
2: I think that AI is a fascist, bro. I think that AI. I, I also think that AI is a fascist. I think that AI looked, might have been at January sixth. <laughs> I I looked
0: I looked at that lyric and I was like, okay, I need to <laughs> press. That's so <laughs> funny. Out. Yeah. Oh, you think, you think that uh, rap machine was in January 6th? Uh, do you think it's in that's, Yeah, the FBI
2: would never be able to find an AI bot in, in the crowd at January 6th because it doesn't have an actual face.
0: So, that would be difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so the Oath Keeper founder gets 18 years in prison. Holy moly. That's uh, that's something. Right, and he was one of a few people
2: that were convicted this week, but for our- Militia leader has been sentenced to 18 years in prison in his role in the U.S. Capitol riot. Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, was convicted on charges of seditious conspiracy and other crimes and sentenced to the longest yet given Capitol rioter. Prosecutors mm-hmm. had asked for 25 years. Okay. Meanwhile, Kelly Meggs, the leader of militias, oh, the militias Florida chapter was also jailed for 12 years. Uh, they were convicted of. Uh, obstruction of an official proceeding and tampering with doc- documents or proceeding in one of the highest... Uh, or proceeding in one of the highest profile trials related to the riot uh, since January 6th. Okay.
0: Oh, I forgot to say that. If you want to hear that rap again, you can go to another digital said on YouTube. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, they had asked for 25 yeah. years for Rhodes and 21 years for Megs, and so they didn't get the full sentencing, obviously,
0: but... Um, right, but still, 18 years is a fuckloads.
2: Rhodes is a U.S. Army paratrooper and a Yale-graduated uh, lawyer. Holy What? Mm. I never knew that. Uh, Yeah, I'm guessing he believed in, like, QAnon. Can you believe, like, people, like that are Yale uh, graduates are like, oh, yeah, QAnon's
0: real. Like, that's so wild to me that, like... I can't believe that, because you can trick the most smart people in the world to do stupid things.
2: Did you see the video I sent you about QAnon this week? About, like, the origins that people kind of found out?
0: Yeah. So, like,
2: there's that documentary from HBO, we talked about it on the show, that has the two, Mm. the dad and the son, who live in, oh, jeez... I want to say Thailand, is what I think. I want to
0: say Thailand. Yeah,
2: um, somewhere in that general area of the world is where they live. And they were blamed in that documentary. What this guy recently found out, who did a bunch of investigation, is that they might have stolen the idea from a guy in South Mm. Africa uh, Mm. who had actually genuinely believed this stuff. Like, the guy from South Africa... It kind of caught on, and then they stole his idea and kind of ran with it, is what it seems like happened, which is Mm -hmm. super interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a weird, weird thing, isn't it?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I'm not... Like, it seems like... Well, according to the research this guy did, Mm. it seems like those two guys who run 8chan saw it as an opportunity to bring traffic to their site uh, to make Mm -hmm. money. And then it kind of maybe got out of hand, even for them. Uh, Like the whole thing just spiraled out of control. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, let's talk a little about someone that is also a little out of control, it seems like. (laughs) And who also might believe in QAnon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, we talked about it last week, of course. Uh, We talked uh, that uh, Ron DeSantis would launch his. Uh, campaign on twitter that went very very well without any te- technical issues oh wait it didn't <laughs> yeah the whole thing kind of
2: like was a shit show it technically like the whole thing oh, fell apart geez. because they said there were server issues or something which is like okay their whole yeah. thing was like they kept saying oh you broke the internet it's like you're such mm-hmm. that is the most boomer ass thing to say yeah, e- yeah no, even the like the place where uh, break the internet came from was already a boomer term because it was mm-hmm. like that Kim Kardashian photo shoot.
0: So yeah. But yeah, uh, but uh, he's also a very smart guy that wants to do things with Nar- narrow link. I am so fucking scared of this. But uh, Elon Musk got FDA approval for. In human study, what the fuck is this all about?
2: Uh, Neuralink, a neurotech startup funded by Elon Musk. So when you said he is a smart guy, I would argue Elon Musk is a rich guy who hires very smart people. Uh, what? He announced Thursday it has received approval from the FDA to conduct its first human in human clinical studies. Neuralink is building a brain implant called Link, which aims to help p- patients with severe paralysis control external technologies. Using only neural signals, this means patients with uh, degenerative diseases like ALS could eventually regain their ability to communicate, uh, or or move you know move their body correctly, things like that. Uh, so mm. for any kind of like uh, brain issue, as f- like what's a good example? Um, Parkinson's. It could fi- mm. fix Parkinson's. Any kind of muscle muscle twitch uh, disease, anything like that. Supposedly, it could help with. Which that's. I'm guessing who they're going to start these trials on, not people who are just like a regular guy. It's going to be somebody who has a severe case of like Parkinson's, that this is like the last uh, right. I, last. I think I have choice. someone
0: I can nominate that is from back from back <laughs> to the future.
2: <laughs> I, I would guess that Michael J. Fox has like the best doctors in the entire world, so I don't know True. that he would be the first candidate for
0: this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah. If they really wanted to, like, have someone that's like super known, like, my guess could show the pro- progress Oh, yeah, it makes yeah,
2: yeah. Especially well, once they like go through certain trials, I, they would start with people who are like, this is the last resort, kind of like there's no other option. Right. Like, if they don't do this, it's it's the end, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's my guess, but who knows? Uh. But if he does, if this works, uh, you know what will it will get rid of Fro? What? The Ice Bucket Challenge. We won't have to do that anymore because oh, yeah. ASL a- ALS will be fixed. So that's good because I hated that. It was kind of cringy. And kind of cold. <laughs> well, it was cold. It, I always just thought the Ice Bucket Challenge was like, just donate money to a charity. Yeah. Like, why, <laughs> why you, like, I don't get it. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I never did the Ice
2: Bucket Challenge, I have to say. It <laughs> came back, challenge. like, just a few yeah. years ago. Like, it went away. Like, yeah. it was a thing in, what, 2008 or something? 2010? Something
0: like that, yeah. And it came
2: back just a couple years ago, so...
0: Yeah. I remember, uh, like, people... Doing it again, over yeah. over the internet, yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm more scared of? Whales. Especially if they are killer whales. I don't I their name you
2: say I think killer whales are killer technically aren't whales. whales, I think they're more actually related to dolphins, like uh, biologically, mm. uh, but they call them killer whales
0: well, dolphins are the species that are ultimately going to kill the humankind that is mine
2: they're gonna grow legs there. and come up up out of the sea and yeah. like the little mermaid (laughs) yeah we like destroy the oxygen on the planet and they're like it's our
0: time now yeah and they will come under the sea (laughs) oh gosh i can't wait to talk about that movie
2: but killer whales Severely damaged a sailed, sailing boat off the coast of southern Spain, the local Maritime Rescue Service said on Thursday. So, yeah. yeah see? They're attacking people. They're, they're going after people. They add, are you? This is adding to dozens of orca attacks on ve- vessels recorded so far this year on Spanish and Portuguese coasts. Uh, in the early hours of Thursday, a group of orcas broke the rudder and pierced the hull of the M- Mustique on its way to Gibraltar, prompting its crew of four to contact Spanish authorities. Uh... According to a group, GTOA, which tracks the population of Iberian orca subspecies, the incidence follows at least 20 other interactions this month alone in the Strait of Gibraltar between small
0: vessels and killer whales. Okay. Okay, so I googled it. Uh, our killer whales, whales. <laughs> I googled, and it says uh, a, color, a killer whales, so also known at or, uh, as orcas, are the largest of the dolphins.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. learned that when I was really young. I got in an argument with like an old, like a guy at a party, and I remember being like, N- "No, they're not whales." I, I like, I had this whole argument, and then we made a bet, and I ended up winning it. So I always remember that they're not.
0: Uh, whales. <laughs> I wa- I wonder why they are like
2: c- called uh, whales if they are not whales. I think they're more the size of a whale because they're way bigger than dolphins. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they like they look similar to both a-, a whale and a dolphin. It's like yeah. Um. Hmm. But like as far as biologically, they're more s- closely associated with dolphins.
0: <laughs> I love where it, when it says in the Wikipedia uh, article. Killer whales do not attack humans, but have recently been a danger to boats. No shit, Sherlock.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this all comes from one, uh, according to some reports, I guess I should say. There was one orca who was hit by a boat. The orca got mad Mm -hmm. and started to learn how, like slowly learning how to attack boats, because it didn't like boats anymore, because it got hit by one. They're very Mm -hmm. smart animals, obviously, and they can remember things like that and then it started teaching other orcas how to how to also attack boats including baby orcas so now what people are suggesting is that this learned behavior uh, could be passed on generation to generation and could actually increase over the next few years we could see more and more attacks because younger uh, calves are not only learning it from the older one older killer whales but improving it and learning how to do it better and attacking bigger boats and things like that yeah. or having more like imagine 20 killer orca or uh, killer whales on one small boat and they're all just going at like this is something out of a horror movie for sure
0: I mean I I did a little like Google search I found an article from the 21st of May from Fox News where killer whales uh ram a boat off the coast of morocco i mean it's very common it seems like but this is like a
2: pretty new phenomenon but it's like increasing yeah. in uh the rate is increasing uh like the amount over the course of time is like increasing per week i guess yeah uh
0: so let's talk about india uh instead uh, because that has a lot to do with killer whales i'm sure there's a lot of killer whales in india uh
2: indian official suspended after he drops his phone in a reservoir after taking a selfie why would he be uh why would he be fired for that well a government official in india has been suspended from his job after ordering the water reserve to be drained so he could (laughs) retrieve his smartphone uh the food he was a food inspector how does he have yeah. that much like sway? Mm, that's weird. Uh, Rajesh It
0: is a lot of sway.
2: <laughs> Vishwash <laughs> dropped his Samsung smartphone in the dam in central India. Um, the Times of News, The Times of India newspaper reported. He fir- first he asked local divers to jump into the reservoir to retrieve their rev- device claiming it had sensitive government data but after the efforts <laughs> to retrieve the phone failed he asked for the reservoir to be emptied by diesel pumps over the next 3 days Jesus more than Christ. 2 million liters of water were pumped out of the reservoir which is enough to irrigate at least 1500 acres of land during uh, the summer in india
0: that so yeah is it- so abysmally fucking uh, selfish
2: I'm assuming this isn't drinking water, because they're talking about, like, watering crops, but, like, that is still,
0: like... Still. uh, It could cause
2: famine. He could literally have caused a famine (laughs) by wanting to get his cell phone back.
0: Yeah, no, it's... uh... Uh, Yeah, this is uh, my... Selfish person of the I don't even
2: week. How did he? he he's a food inspector. How does he have any authority yeah. to go to somebody at a dam and be like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's got to be some kind of weird corruption happening. But it does say here, the smartphone was eventually retrieved, but wouldn't start because it was waterlogged. You dropped it in the water. Why did you even expect it to like turn on in the first
0: place? <laughs> My mom always said stupid is and stupid does. Do you think whales are uh, really on Earth because uh, they came with uh, UFOs back in the days and they are just really here to spy on humankind?
2: Uh, No, that's octopi.
0: Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, Yeah uh but yeah there's uh, another ufo mass sighting over uh, a ca military base California. uh yes this
2: this shows new footage shows a mass ufo sighting in the california desert above 29 palms california it's a military Mm -hmm. base called uh marine corps air ground combat center at camp wilson okay uh, the event lasted 10 minutes, but we've got like you know, less than two minutes of it here, so give me countdown.
0: In uh, and, uh, uh, the audience, this is from the TMC, just so you know. Uh, so you will hear some TMC noises, but in three, two, one, play. TMC.com right. So this is cell phone video, obviously. It looks like a kite formation.
2: I would say like a giant, like one of those big bomber planes because like the yeah. wings. But those like Those are not aluminum yeah. because aluminum rounds fall. But you don't see any of the red lights which would be on a plane? And nobody shoots in a five-gun section. These are soldiers talking about it. So he's saying like this doesn't match any of the weapons that That's I would... It's moving. Yeah. You and you can hear multiple people there all witnessing this. This isn't just one weird guy.
1: No,
2: this is fucking weird. We got UFOs outside.
0: I, I would, like, when I see that I think, like, there's someone in a hang glider with, like, lights under. That's what it looks like.
2: It would be a really big hang glider. Yeah? And I don't think sure, you can put lights... Gliders, now it's not showing up in my camera. Like a hang glider is weight dependent, right? So if you put that many lights on it, wouldn't weight it down?
0: I've no. I knew aliens were
2: real. Not that if like, there are like LID lights. That's what it looks like, right? It's very hard to tell what kind right. of lights they... It's it's miles away in the sky, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be a little too big to be a hang glider, I guess. But it's definitely, definitely
2: oh. a oh, it UFO. Okay. I, I think, the think the most interesting going. part of this is that these are all soldiers, so they have a general idea mm-hmm. of, like, what they usually would see weapon-wise, as far as, like, flare gun or, like, he said illumination rounds, which are, like, you know, when you see in news uh, shots where they have the rounds that every once in a while will be, like, lit on, so it shows you, like, the direction? that you're firing, Uh, so I think that's the most interesting part is there's multiple people that saw this, it's all like documented on video, and the people who did see it are like educated in what they would be looking at at the time,
0: yeah. Uh, Trump tells the truth this week, uh, because he can't record on the phone and send a video or audio file, according to us. It,
2: it did not work. That's all I know. It, we, we He sent yeah. us a file and it did not work. So,
0: yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, TV, it's been a memorial uh, weekend for sure because, holy moly, there was not much to watch.
2: Yeah, Memorial Day weekend here in America is, like, traditionally kind of a camping, like, go to the... go out and uh, barbecue kind of weekend, not really a hangout inside in watch TV kind of weekend, so I understand why they, why it was a slower week, but I watched a reality game show, I guess I would call it, uh, Created by Hot Wheels, Fro, did you watch this? Created by Hot Wheels? No. Mm-hmm. You like, did you like Hot Wheels when you were a kid? I did. Yeah, I, I think most, at least uh, young people, enjoyed Hot Wheels in different eras, I love the video game.
0: It was really, really good.
2: The new one? Yeah. I saw, uh, you know, playthroughs of it, and it looked pretty awesome for, you know, a Hot Wheels game. They are definitely, like, promoting themselves all over the place, because I also see people, like, randomly doing Hot Wheels challenges with, like, the Hot Wheels track, but this is a reality show not really about Hot Wheels, but it is. It's more like... You remember that show Monster Garage? I do remember It's kind of a mix between Monster Garage and a a reality competition show where two teams have to... They get a base car, so in each one, in the first episode at least, it's like a car that they have some sentimental uh, feeling for from their childhood. So the one lady, her aunt used to pick her up from school in this car, and the other guy, his dad and him used to work on this car when they were kid, or when he was a kid. Uh, it was like his first car that him and his dad worked on. To, you know, sentimental stuff. Um, hmm. And they What's have the to... T- called? Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge? Oh, they have to yeah. take that car and then turn it into something that would look like a Hot Wheel. You know, over-the-top flames, giant spoiler, giant, giant tires, things like that. In that way, it's very Monster Garage, you know what I mean? Uh, It's fine, I guess. It's very... It's a tournament thing, so each episode, it's two-on-two, and then at the very finale, I think it's going to be everybody who won each episode goes against each other, Um, and then somebody wins $10,000. I think it was $10,000. Yeah, it's, it's... The hosts are the worst part. I don't know why you need 10 hosts for every show like this now. You know what I'm saying? 10 sh- uh, hosts you don't know how every show has like 3 or 5 I'm exaggerating off yeah. I'm obviously exaggerating right. but there's the main host and then each episode has a special guest celebrity host and then there's also has two judges who host with the host the whole time what the fuck right and so in this one the celebrity host <laughs> and Judge was Terry Crews for some reason, I don't know why because really? it was on NBC and he's on American Idol, I think that was the connection more than anything yeah. else um, but yeah, the, the whole, that whole part of it is incredibly confusing so I'm going to give this show a uh, I actually give it a
0: 4.5 hmm. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's not a remake of the Saturday morning cartoon, but that's me
2: it just also has barely anything to do with Hot Wheels. It's very loosely Hot Wheels connected. Yeah,
0: I remember watching uh, what was it called? I think it was uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, uh, this one, uh, Hot Wheels Battle Force Five in two thousand and nine. That was a Hot Wheels animated show. Uh,
2: I think there's been a few different Hot Wheels animated shows. This isn't. This isn't even like. The only, there's one thing in the middle of the show, halfway through, because I think they get a week to make the car, because it's a real car. They're actually making a real car, Mm. like, designing a real car. Halfway through, they go, okay, now you have to add elements to your car from this specific Hot Wheel from, you know, whatever era. Uh, And then they have to add elements, and the judges judge oh, did you add the elements correctly or incorrectly? That's the most connected to Hot Wheels this whole show is. It's more like Monster Garage. If you like Monster Garage, you might enjoy this.
0: One thing I saw this week was uh, how to create a sex scandal. This is a documentary series uh, from HBO Max uh, from uh, East Texas. Uh, It was Uh, From 2005, I think, there was this uh, scandal uh, that was, like, thrown into the National Spotlight. This is three episodes. Um, It uh, has a lot of, like, it's uh, a lot of, like, cultish things. It's a a lot about, like, uh, child uh, pornography and... Uh, sexual abuse and terrible acts, and uh, it really, like, uh, was a big case. But the thing is that uh, after that happened in 2005, there was a lot of doubt that was, like, cast upon the allegations, and... uh, that uh, the former then children kind of uh, came out uh, uh, to seek uh, uh, like help their alleged abusers and things like that. It is so fucking interesting. I think it is one of the best uh, documentaries I have seen in many many years. I really really liked it. It is still a little like a uh, cutting cooker but I didn't know anything about this going into it. So I am going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, but I do think that you, you you kind of have to like yeah keep your tongue straight because it's a, it's a documentary about terrible things that didn't happen. Uh, I think you saw this. I'm not sure though. What am I eating?
2: Or did you see this last week? Or did we wa- talk about this on Saturday? No,
0: I said I said I uh, would watch it this week, and I have. Yeah. Okay.
2: Zoe Duchanel, de Chanel. De Chanel. <laughs> However you say her last name, Duchanel.
0: Duchanel.
2: Uh, she's uh, a health a health teacher. I feel like this is a sh- show that you would watch on like when a substitute came into health class in middle school. Is that what this show felt like?
0: Uh, yeah, it's like I an, ed- didn- it- sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I also didn't think it was that f- funny uh, or great. I, I don't
2: even think it was supposed not. to be funny. I think this is genuinely yeah. supposed to just be an educational program. Like yeah. it's meant to the, the it's, Zoe Deschanel, and she's teaching you about different types of food. So each episode, the first one is fats. The second one was vegetables. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the next one's going to be fruit and maybe grains. They're going to go through the whole food pyramid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a health class lesson on yeah. HBO. Well, it's called Max now. Right. It's just called right. Max now. Yeah. Um, But... I. If, if I was in health class and the substitute was there and I got to watch this instead of having to listen to a teacher, I'd be stoked. Mm. Having to mm-hmm. watch this on HBO is not my cup of tea. It's very boring, no.
0: very bland. It felt
2: like it was made for kids to me.
0: I have no clue. I, I thought this was a reality show. <laughs> and I, I went to, it, to to it thinking this would be a reality show. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What kind of reality show did you think it was going to be? I was thinking, like, it was kind of like... It would be, like, uh, uh, so, uh, where she go... I, because I didn't know anything about it. I just knew it was with So D Chanel. I was thinking, like, she was, like... Going to go to celebrities and see what they were eating and things like that. That was a. Oh,
2: I like yeah. Each episode would be a different celebrity, and they do like right, like those YouTube videos where what I eat in a day YouTube video, right? Except the yeah. TV show. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, that would actually be a better show. <laughs> <laughs> because this, this,
0: yeah, I don't know what it, it felt. It felt weird. It felt extremely like yeah, I. I saw this, and I was so fucking bored. No, yeah, like I so said, this better. is a health class video. If you want to see a
2: video you'd see in health class in middle school, this is it. If you mm. want to see a good version of this, just go back and watch Good Eats without Alton Brown, which is like a, a funnier, Love good Eats. version of this that will give you all yeah. the same information in a better package.
0: Yeah. I also don't think so The Chanel was very good for this, because... I, I I think of her like a funny person, in like. Uh, she's like a quirky,
2: yeah, quirky, funny. Yeah. yeah, I get that.
0: I she and yeah it, I, and it didn't didn't really fit the
2: theme but, of the. And, and she wasn't show. even really like the whole like she hosted a bit of it, but there were these other yeah. side hosts that were like going. She never like went to uh, all the individual places. She sends right. her, like, min- little minions to go out and do it for her. And they're even mm-hmm. less entertaining than she is. That was a big problem with it. I don't know. This definitely gets, like, a three.
0: Uh, yeah, I gave it 2.5, so we're not that far, in a way.
2: I would enjoy it if the substitute teacher was there in seventh grade, and this
0: is what I got to watch, <laughs> so... There is that. Yeah. Uh, another... Terrible show this week. Uh, was a show I saw approximately eight minutes off with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Foo Bar uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Monica Barbaro. Never heard of this lady in my entire life. She looks
2: familiar, but I feel like she's one of those actresses that looks like ten other actresses. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will say this. I went into this thinking it would be a stupid, silly Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, thing where he shoots a lot and uh, is working for the CIA, because that's more or less, like, what we're sold on. And I will say, like, the, the beginning was pretty, like, the best part of the show was the first, like five minutes of the show <laughs> the rest of the show was kind of like bland and definitely it gave me like it was trying to be comedic it was de- definitely trying to be a comedy show
2: oh they promote at least and... the promotion I saw for it mm-hmm. was they showed it as comedic in the in like the trailers I saw um mm-hmm. so i I went into it knowing it was gonna be somewhat comedic but not but still an action show yeah
0: right but it doesn't feel like
2: anything like that at all it feels uh, like a cheaply made action movie that ac- action action yeah. comedy yeah um almost buddy action comedy because it's like me and my dad pallin mm. along killing uh South American people you know yeah mm. just me and my dad palling around killing South American people that's all
0: yeah it has a very Strange. uh, I was thinking. uh, I was like, "What does this remind me of?" And it it kind of like reminds me of, of like uh, like silly TV shows from the the nineties. Like, this would be like, uh, what was that action uh, thing uh, where the. Kit, the Kit driver from from the eighties.
2: Oh, from yeah. the eight, yeah. well, from the eighties. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Night Rider, anyway. Night Rider. Yeah,
0: but it it's it's yeah it's just bad. Uh, I saw two episodes and I'm definitely out. I will give it a three, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah. Did we say what it's called? Even it's called Fubar. Yeah, right. I said Fubar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's one of those shows that like. They made it because they had Arnold Schwarzenegger on and they were like, okay, we're going to make something, but we want to like have it be, uh, be able to connect to like a whole bunch of different audiences. So we're going to add this like, uh, family element to it. But there's also like, she's like, uh, she's downtrodden this CIA agent. Who's like the badass who's what's the word for it. She doesn't answer to the man kind of thing. Um, yeah. And they're trying to get all these elements, and it really, like, it doesn't mesh together very well. Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd give this definitely better than what I'm eating. So I'll give it a a 3.5. Okay. Uh, The prank panel. What the fuck was this? On ABC. It's a prank show. It was... Well, I'll say this. It's better than that Kevin Hart prank show. That's true, but... uh...
0: Not by a much,
2: uh, much. It's got Johnny Knoxville, Eric Andre, and Gaburn mm-hmm. Gabri... Sabibi. Uh,
0: Sabibi. Yeah, I've right. never heard of this.
2: She was in that movie. There was an Oscar. She was. She's Oscar nominated. I, I don't remember the name of the movie, but she was like the main actress in this Oscar no- nominated mm-hmm. movie that came out a few years ago. You'd remember it if I if I if I showed it to you. But they are the judges. They're not judges. They're the prank prankers. And people mm-hmm. come and audition to them with a prank idea. And their job, each one of them, I guess, I thought it was going to be like all three of them work together to do the prank. But it seems like mm-hmm. each prank is done by a different pranker, right? Is that how mm-hmm. you... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Two pranks per episode and they just accept the prank and then they go like show you the prank and then afterwards they interview the people that were pranked right that's the that's it
0: it would be a little bit more funny if uh, anybody like got with their id and they were like no we don't want to <laughs> we don't think you should be helped
2: <laughs> well i mean they did the montage parts where they were like right. saying no but they didn't like individually say no to a specific person there was the one girl where they they were like do you don't actually have an idea like she was like my idea is just you guys go buck wild and do whatever you want and they're like that's not how a pitch works (laughs) yeah so there was that that was about as close as we got to that though but yeah no
0: uh what you would you give this
2: I was definitely better than a couple of prank shows we've seen recently. Probably the best prank okay. show this year. Not sure why we're making so many prank shows in 2023. Right.
0: Yeah, it feels a little, like, outdated.
2: I would say it's the writer strike, but these prank shows started way before the writer strike started, yeah. so it can't be that. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm saying it's better than the other ones, so I'm going to give it a five right in the middle. I gave it a 4.5, so not very... I think it has potential to, like, if you're watching if you were to watch a bunch of episodes it has potential to, like, there be nuggets of good stuff in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I watched one more thing. Have you watched anything else? I watched one more thing on Hulu. Uh, Was it a reality show by any chance? No, it was not. Oh, I'm a little bit sad, then, because I watched Drag Me to Dinner. Okay. Uh, this was a drag show. Oh, um, yeah. that involves cooking, drag. I'm guessing. Yes, yep. and Neil Patrick Harris. As a uh, host? As a host. Okay. Um, it's a reality competition series that uh where there's like two teams of of um drag artists that are like going uh, against each other to make like the best dinner and then the judges come in and judge them it feels very very funny it is extremely weird and it's definitely like a very like I, it feels like a celebration of drag, and it was very like fun to watch.
2: Sure, okay. And
0: um it's like there there are definitely like no shortage of like drag uh, drag shows on on streaming services. Like nailed it, and uh, they have had and.
2: I think like, TLC
0: started it drag, with with
2: uh, RuPaul, right? I mean, that's yeah, kind of the one that rest, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, it felt very like uh, it. It it's it's kind of remarkable to me that uh, Drag Me to Denier not only like feels very like fresh and new, but it also feels very like un unique, very like unique, unique. There, there we go. It feels very like unique. Uh, I really really like this. I but it is still a stupid reality show. So I will give it a 5.5, 5, maybe 6. So do they they actually cook the dinner
2: in like their drag get up and everything? Mhm. It's really cool. That seems dangerous to have a flame like <laughs> there's probably a lot of hairspray happening, you know what I mean? And the synthetic sure. wigs and stuff like that shit catches on fire. Boy, you're in trouble. Um, uh, the Clearing, I saw on Hulu. Oh, yeah. This is a show about a cult. Uh, a woman... Or a girl gets kidnapped off the side of the road. And we meet this cult that these people have kidnapped a whole bunch of children for this crazy woman. Uh, mm-hmm. But then we have this other woman who we meet. And she's terrified because... She thinks her son is gets is going to be stolen for some reason like she's terrified of that, and we don't really know why until the end of episode one, which I won't spoil but uh, yeah the it's it's a show about a cult It says it's based on something of a That's true, true story, story but that it was yeah. like inspired by a story, but most of it's like most of the stuff isn't real, but it was inspired by a real life cult leader right i'm think honestly i'm thinking it's the australian lady we talked about on the show
0: okay
2: you remember she like had all the kids and they dyed all their hair blonde and everything so i think we actually talked about the this whole thing on on the podcast back in the day
0: yeah it's uh like children of the quarantine
2: well they yeah no they have like the white hair but remember that australian cult we talked about the, the female yeah, was leader. Off
0: the I I I remember.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um uh, so was it good? Oh, uh,
2: yeah, I mean it was pretty decent. Uh, I thought I, I was waiting for you to talk cuz I forgot you didn't see it. Um yeah, she <laughs> It's well edited. The acting's good. Uh even the ch- there's a lot of kid actors in this and even they're good. Mm. Uh very tense. It's kind of you know, it's very dark, obviously, because it's about kidnapping children into a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the twist at the end of episode one definitely uh hooks you and makes you want to watch more, so I'd recommend it to you. I'd give it a seven. Okay. Definitely the best show of the week, uh for me.
0: Cool. Uh well, uh, let's talk about the last episode of Uh, The Power. Episode 9.
2: That's right. Episode 9. Uh, The Shape of Power. In this new world order, uh, unlikely alliances have been made. New leaders have risen. They are gathering their loyal soldiers and facing off against their enemies in a battle for The Power. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, uh think this show really, really uh, could have needed a better ending, uh, but it is still very, very good. Uh, I think the thing that we were looking most forward to the, in this episode was uh, the killing of the senator, and that really, really worked. Uh, the tension was very high and it was really good, the way they they did it. Uh, that was fun. But, uh, yeah, the ending was definitely like setting up a season 2. I don't like that I, when they do this obvious, because I don't think there will be a season 2. Well, especially because of
2: the writer's strike. I mean, it's possible right. if the writer's strike ends very soon that we could get a season 2, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, specifically, we didn't have any wrap-up to the Urban Docs storyline. That, like, went right. nowhere. We didn't get any wrap-up to... Uh, There was one other st- uh storyline that we didn't... There was a few storylines that just didn't wrap up in this that were obviously setting up for a future episode. So, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know if th- this must have done well... I don't know if they had a plan to like wrap it up initially and then changed it. Cause it felt like the mm. ending of the, the final episode felt strange. Like the editing was weird. Like it felt, mm, especially with the end part of the African kid who mm. like that storyline just ended in a way where, um, it felt like it should have wrapped up completely, but we're left on like a cliffhanger. Almost. Yeah.
0: Right. Very much
1: so.
2: So I don't know if they changed the ending because they're like, oh, this is doing really well. Maybe we could probably get a season two out of this. And then the writer strike happened. Or right. whether this was how it was supposed, supposed to be or what whatnot. But you said you might read the book. So that might give us some details into whether... like, That's the other question. Does the book end here? Or right. like is there more to the story in the book and that that's what they're going to go off for a season 2 so, yeah
0: yeah, I don't know uh, I haven't read it yet, but yeah uh, well, some TV news uh, we talked about it a little last week but our uh, rules out uh, appearing on the 50th anniversary of Eurovision
2: yeah, we said one person last week had come out and said it because you had an article about that but this week right you want to Benny Anderson and Bjorn Yolvis yeah Uh, Yeah. the band's main songwriters said they would not reunite uh, with the other two to mark the 50 year anniversary since they won the contest with Waterloo there had been increasingly feverish speculation that the band would reform and perhaps even compete I don't know about Mm -hmm. that despite that seems like almost unfair you know what I mean Despite yeah, having not would, played together... They would have won. <laughs> since 1982. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like that would be like... People would be like, no, we can't have this. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, like, talking about Eurovision, it came out this week that there was actually 107 non-pitting uh, countries that voted. Uh, With VPNs or something? No, like, it, it was open.
2: Oh, I thought you meant mean, no, oh non-participating. I thought you meant non-voting. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no. So, United States, Canada, Kosovo, Luxembourg, New Zealand, Mexico, Hungary, Slovakia, uh, UAE, Turkey, and Chile were the most uh, um, uh, that wasn't in Eurovision that voted. I, I'm a little surprised that, like, Canada and Kosovo is up there, but uh, that's me. The States, I'm not that, that surprised by.
2: Kosovo, yes. Canada, I'm not really surprised by. It. They really like yeah. song contest stuff up there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. They have, like, their own idol and everything. Uh, yeah. Philip Schofield sure. quits ITV after admitting affair with <sighs> colleague. Uh, sensationally... he's essentially quit ITV and admitted to affair with a younger male colleague at this morning while he was mm-hmm. still married. 61... Oh, yeah stepped down from the daytime TV program last Saturday. He's very sorry for the affair, which happened while he was married with his wife of 30 years. The TV presenter admitted he lied about the relationship uh, to I, to his bosses, I guess, and his colleagues, friends, and agents. Uh, so, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, there are loads I could talk about when it comes to this, but I'm not going to be because it's kind of it's kind of gross and it seems like it's an ongoing thing that's not going away uh, because uh, the ITV bosses uh, are like sent are going to be uh, sent to like uh, have an investigation by Parliament on Monday uh, uh, this guy uh, uh, that he was in a relationship with was extremely young, and it seems like like things have been going on there. And uh, his brother was just uh, put in jail for pedophilia. I'm just, yeah. Well,
1: I There's don't think that things.
2: the big thing with the brother is that um, the investigation has to do with this guy helping cover up, or maybe knowing about his brother and then covering it up for him. Mm-hmm. So that's uh some that's just uh the speculation, though, I guess we'll see if anything like actual criminal charges come out of it or anything right
0: yeah so uh what what do you think was the uh, beginning of the downfall of society? Look
2: the industrial revolution?
0: I would definitely say that as well. okay, final. <laughs>
2: But Woody Goldberg says the American Idol was the beginning of the downfall of society. Uh, In sharing her thoughts on American Idol, she isn't too keen on its impact. Uh, Okay, here's the quote. I think that we as a society love to watch stuff to judge folks. I always thought that the beginning of the downfall of society was with... What's the name of that show, Goldberg said before producer Brian Tita chimed chimed in off camera saying... American Idol. She didn't remember the name of American Idol. (laughs) That's funny. And second of all, why does he know that? That that was what she was going to
0: say? Probably something like she talks about all the fucking... That's what I was thinking. I was like, she must really... (laughs) This must be like a pet peeve of
2: hers that she like... For the producer to know like exactly what she was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she continued, uh, you have Basketball Wives, you have Housewives or whatever. All the Bravo shows, they've given you impressions that they're doing something wrong because you're living your life. People watch these shows because they make them feel better. Oh, Once again, we gave people the ability to judge other people. I think we ran amuck with it and it's gone out of control. They invite the public to decide what, who the person was and feel, once again, we did that. It began us in a cycle which we have not escaped. Okay. Uh, remember Star Search, bro? I do.
0: So. Yeah, that was the beginning of American Idol.
2: I was gonna say I I think that this concept has been around a lot longer than American Idol. It, just yeah. that in and of itself, let alone how wrong she is about, uh, song contests or whatever being the downfall of society. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think that is the downfall of society. I can p- point to a lot of other things than that. Do you like to read books about society, Luke? Yeah. Uh, manifestos about society. <laughs> manifestos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you thinking of, uh, what, what is it? Ted Kaczynski's. Uh, uh, Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah. 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 So tell, tell me about books. Uh...
2: You can go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free book, that's an audiobook. If you want to get an audio book or any other kind of kind of audio media, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. I just saw a commercial last night. They're going to start some kind of like new song contest on
0: Audible. So if you want yeah. to go there, check that out. Movies! I watched some movies. Uh, we'll talk about The Little Mermaid, the last thing I think. Uh, but I watched a Swedish movie called uh, The Year I Started Masturbating. Um, this is a fun movie. Uh, I really, really liked it. It's about this career lady uh, that's like, uh, her world collapses uh just before her like 40 year old uh old day and uh she has this very like chaotic life and she kind of like has to like uh get her life together uh and it is extremely sweet it is very very uh s- A saucy <laughs> uh, and I very much enjoyed it. It is probably one of my favorite things uh, this week. Um, I will give it an 8 out of 10, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah. I really liked it.
2: That's really good. From the title, I thought it was going to be a documentary about Jeffrey Tubin. Um <laughs> <laughs> Pew, pew! I saw uh, an, another documentary, definitely, called Dungeons & Dragons. It was a... Uh... Oh, yeah, that's a very good
1: documentary.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh, actually surprisingly good. I don't even really like this... like I don't like fantasy, the genre in and of itself, all that much. Like, I'm, right. not, I'm just not a huge fan of it. Never was a fan of any, like, kind of uh, King Arthur fantasy ideas and stuff like that. But this was a good enough comedy... Film mm-hmm. that made me laugh, yeah, really and it was the action yeah. was good enough that I, I saw past that. Uh, yeah, you know, some of the so it's a little bit cheesy, but that adds to the comedy of it, yeah. I guess, too. Yeah, I didn't really get Dungeons and Dragons feel from it, except for a few, like
0: you know, individual characters. Well, there are some lore, yeah, right? There's some lore in the. You know.
2: But if you were to name it something else and not tell me it was Dungeons and Dragons, I wouldn't make those connections, you know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it was really good. I'd give the whole like it's super popcorn movie. It's not like an, it's never it going to be super, nominated for any yeah. kind of Oscar or anything. So No. Uh, 6.5
0: seems fair. Yeah. 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 I don't remember what I gave it originally, but uh yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw a Spanish uh, Netflix movie called Tin and Tina. Okay. Uh, this, this is a, a Spanish horror movie uh, about uh, uh, a, a pair of very young people that has, uh, sadly, a very traumatic abortion uh, thing happening with them. And then they adopt uh, two twins uh, from a monastery okay. that has a very fixation on religion. And um, yeah, it is a fucking creepy Spanish horror movie that I loved two pieces, but I do. I understand that people would take this as a fucking silly movie. You kind of have to uh, uh, just get the concept and go with it. But I I liked it enough to give it a 6.5. Yeah. Okay, another movie I saw
2: The Price We Pay. It's got Gigi Zimbardo. Emil Hirsch and Stephen Dorff, which I haven't seen in a movie in a long time. Uh, This is a horror movie. It's about... How do I describe this? Well, it's about a a robbery that kind of goes wrong, and so these uh, robbers take a hostage uh, who is this woman that was just like, you know, a customer at this store, and she... they get she they take her hostage they go on like a a road road they're not being chased really they're going on a road trip to get away uh they end up at this farm to like hide out uh and there's something nef- something evil happening on this farm uh that's i guess that's the best way to put it without ruining anything right uh yeah it's really disturbing it's very gross there's uh the special effects aren't great, but like it's very go- gory. Uh, but the acting's not great. The storyline's very confusing because they they don't really like tie together a lot of like the emotional connections between characters and things like that. It's definitely like a four, like a four movie. It's it's super B goofiness. The ending is like really not
0: good though. So. Well, let's talk about the worst movie I saw this week. Uh, The movie I went to the cinema for the first time since the fucking pandemic to watch. uh, The Little Mermaid, 2023 edition. Uh, So, I have to ask, what is your feelings about the original uh,
2: Little Mermaid look? No, I was fine with it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in, in years. Right. I don't like it. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm and and then you decided theater. this is going to be the movie I'm going to go back to the theaters to see. Okay. Well, there was a reason for it because I was on a date. So right, okay. That? Uh that? But, uh, yeah, no. Um, t- so, I went in with probably maybe very low expectations because so norway and denmark has a very like strong connection uh norway has be uh sorry denmark has always been like a holiday uh place for uh norwegian people to go in the summer mm-hmm. and i i remember like my childhood being very much like having a house in in denmark and like going to see in Denmark and um, H.C. Uh, Christensen is from Denmark and The Little Mermaid is very, like, popular. So, uh, when it comes to, like, his fairy tales, I... I think maybe I have a very, like, very big protection, again, uh, like, around them. So, when they made a lot of changes to the original fairy tale, I kind of, like, ugh, when I saw it as a kid, I remember Going out of the cinema as a kid, thinking "Holy shit, that was a bad movie." Uh, I have seen it uh, maybe like two two years ago, maybe again, um, uh, and I didn't like it that then either. I I think a lot of like the music is very cool and things like that, um, but it's definitely not my favorite uh, Disney movie by any chance. I. I I probably would give the original maybe like around the 6.5 maybe. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the new one. Uh, it is abysmally bad. In the way that uh, uh, The Beauty and the Beast was not abysmally bad. In a way that Aladdin wasn't abysmally bad. Uh, I think it is probably the worst. After remakes, uh, I can't think of any anyone that was worse, but uh, that's one of the reasons is actually, like, for example, Sebastian the crab. He's one of my favorite characters in the original. Seeing him as a very, like, antimorphic animal that doesn't really look like a real fucking crab in the first place, Mm -hmm. is very, like, it's, like, it felt like they made the animals in this movie out of, like, nightmare fuel. Uh, And Flubber, uh, also, like the fish, uh, was abysmal. I think, to my surprise, uh, The Sea Witch, uh, played uh, by Melissa McCarty, out of all people, were my favorite. She is very, very good uh, as the sea witch. And I also think uh, Ariel is amazing. Like, uh, uh, she's really, really good. Uh, I all, all, all always want to say that Haley he- Berry <laughs> <laughs> is really good. But uh, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, they have changed a lot of the music, something I don't really understand, it's, uh, like, they changed a lot of the lyrics, and uh, I actually went uh, to their webpage and I went to see who did it, and it's fucking Lin and Miranda that has rewritten a lot of, like, text uh, of it, and it's like, I, I love some of the lyrics of his, like, former works. But uh, yeah, no, this is unwatchable. Don't go and watch it. I will give it a 1. And uh, it's probably one of my least favorite movies of this year.
2: Okay. Uh, Can. Let's see, the winners. Can, Uh, can. can? Let's see, who do we have here? The competition winners. uh, Let's see, director Tran and Hun for... The Pot A fouet, uh mm-hmm. okay. Uh, let's see. Palme d'Or, Anatomy of a Fall from Justine Triette, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Grand Prix, yeah. The Zone of Interest from Jonathan Glazer. Uh, let's see, what are, what's the. I mean, there's a lot of different ones here. What Any in, ones that you're interested in most? Uh,
0: definitely a, Autonomy of uh, a Fall. Uh uh I think uh, uh Justin Triet is one of my favorite directors right now. Uh very, very good. It's also nice to see a female director winning something like this. Uh Did you ever watch uh, a movie called Simple? What say that again? Simple I don't think so. Maybe. Okay, yeah, that's maybe her her most known uh, from 2019. Very good. Uh, she also directed the movie in 2016 called Victoria. Also very good. But yeah, uh, very good French director. I like French movies, so there's that. Uh, I think it was fun that uh, uh, Norway had a winning thing. I think it was in uh the short category i don't remember
2: uh according to this it cost $150,000 uh what uh for the hair used in just the hair itself in the little Mer- little mermaid it said because mm-hmm. they had to do it over and over again which makes sense yeah uh yeah. and that it took 12 to 14 hours to to do the wrap process Mm-hmm. Twenty, the twenty-four inches long. So yeah, that w- I mean, I guess that would be annoying uh, to have to deal with every single day. Why would they do it every I feel day
1: though?
0: For her, but I yeah I, yeah I feel bad for her because it's like uh, imagine like sitting there in the chair and like getting braids every fucking days for so many hours.
2: It says if we had if we take hair and wrap it around her locks, so we don't have the Cut them, and we don't have to color them. Then we can change the color out without changing the internal hair, or structure. Oh, right, because they have to change from like the mermaid her to the other her. Yeah. I I understand. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When she's up in from the water. Right, her hair
2: changes color and things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin Scorsese is announcing a film about Jesus, Uh, and he met with the Pope. I don't know, is he getting, like, the Pope's blessing to make a movie, maybe?
0: I have no clue. But uh, I am very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, Martin Scorsese is, like, one of my favorite directors of all time, so...
2: Okay, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this could be controversial, I'm guessing. Just because it's, you know, about religion, that's generally... Somebody's gonna get mad at it, who knows who.
0: Yeah, I think Mer- and Scorsese is also a Catholic, so there's that.
2: So there's just so many denominations of a religion it re- or Christianity. I mean, it
0: wouldn't matter which one he was; somebody's going to get offended. <laughs> I mean, the last time he made a movie about Christ, uh, there was a lot of hoopla.
2: I mean, there always is, I mean, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the last Temptation of Christ. If you have not seen that movie, by the way, go out and see it. It is. Probably one of the best movies about Jesus Christ that is made, ever.
2: Speaking of our father in heaven, uh, there's a movie trailer we're gonna watch called About My Father. Filmfinity.
1: inviting us to the summer place for the big 4th of July weekend. I can't leave my father.
2: Robert no, D. Think so. Ladies, oh, is that the Italian flag? Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've seen this guy.
2: I've never seen him before. I've seen the the wife. She's definitely been in a bunch of things we've seen. Oh uh, yeah, no. He's a very like
0: comedian. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna fit in.
2: Where's my ticket? Where's my teeth? my
0: Don't these people have jobs? They got their money in the stock market, not in mayonnaise jars buried in their backyard. <laughs>
1: I just hope nothing gets stolen this weekend because these people love
2: to blame the immigrants. Jesus. What? <laughs> Is this a movie from 2023? Hello. What are you doing? Yeah, I was like, this doesn't
0: feel like that. I love you. These people are strange. They have burns for pets. He's
2: like family. It feels very of, uh... late 90s, yeah. Yeah. I was nervous to bring you here. Father of the bride, maybe?
1: Yeah, very much.
0: To your father. Here
1: we go again.
0: Everything I'm doing for you, that I've ever done for you, is for your own good. The comedy feels it's extremely nice I would love to make a full Italian dinner for everybody.
2: And there's just something really weird about the Italian angle of it.
1: Yeah. My father
0: has an old Jesus Christ. We've <laughs> done that like 600 times in other movies. I can't believe you put this all together from what we have in the kitchen. It's
2: Why are they? Oh, he's funny. What's it, the guy from uh, Workaholics? Uh, mm. okay. That really felt okay. like... They were gonna cast Ben Stiller, but he wouldn't do it. Yeah,
0: right. It, <laughs> it did feel like it, just like that. Uh, yeah, what is this totally going to be Oscar-nominated movie all about? Look,
2: encouraged by his fiance, a man and his father spend the weekend with their wealthy and exceedingly eccentric family. The gathering soon develops into a culture clash, allowing father and son to discover the true meaning of family. Uh, Mm -hmm. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 82% of Google users liked it, directed by Lauren, oh, Laura Taruso, it's got Robert Mm -hmm. De De Niro, Leslie Bibb, and Sebastian Maniscalco. 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 Uh,
0: Tracy L. gave it one star on uh, Rotten Tomato and said, I was really disappointed with this movie." Uh, There were other moviegoers sitting around me uh, that also was super disappointed. It started off very slow and had a few funny moments. I love Robert De Niro, but he should have passed on the script. Save your money uh, or wait for it to stream or come out on Redbox. So I went, what the fuck is Redbox?
2: Oh, it's like... Back in the day, when there were still DV- people still rented DVDs, but Blockbuster disappeared, there were these actual physical red boxes that would be out in front of stores. That's where you would get your DVDs. Now they uh. don't exist anymore, but it became an online like uh, service. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. That's what Red Boxes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do a ten out of ten. Might as well you did a bad one. From the IMDb, Dark Vulcan, twenty nine twenty eight, uh, way better than I expected. The trailer made me think it was going to be another Meet the Parents. Want to be? That's what we kind of said actually. Yeah. But I wanted to yeah. give the movie the benefit of the doubt, and I'm glad I did. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro are a pretty funny team. Both play well off each other as father and son, but at no point that th- that either one of them hogged the spotlight. Cause the rest of the cast show them, uh, and they gave the rest of the cast moments to shine, like David Shoresh, Kim Terrell, and Leslie Bibb. Okay, uh, the movie is movie for me is just enjoyable. Sit through. It has it has its share of humor and never goes too over the top. All right. I mean, hmm. that doesn't sound written by AI. That sounded pretty genuine. No. Yeah.
0: Also coming out this week is uh, the Machine. Uh, the past comes back to haunt Brett uh, Kushinger when a murderous mobster tries to kidnap him uh, to, al- to atone for his crimes. With help from his estranged father, Bert, Bert must retrace the steps of his younger self as a associate crime family goes to war. Uh, with, of course, Brett Cushinger uh, as himself, uh, or... Uh, uh, w- version of himself a guy uh, named Bert, at least sometimes yeah. it's
2: like the actor just can't remember any other name so they just name them Burt yeah. uh,
0: it also has Mark Hamill and uh, Jess Gobor in it so there's that uh, this has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, to a whooping 22% on Rotten Tomatoes wow that sounds amazing uh, and then 90% of Google users like this movie. What is this fucking <laughs> all over the place? Like 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, then down to 22 on Rotten Tomatoes, then up again to 90% on Google? What the fuck?
2: The trailer looks decent, to be honest. It kind of looks like
1: yeah.
2: a goofy kind of uh, uh, comedy romp like action kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's more like the, probably critics hate it and everybody else likes it. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hurt my feelings. A non- novelist's long-standing marriage is suddenly upended when she overhears her husband give his honest reaction to her latest book. Okay. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 74% of Google users liked it. Good scores all the way across Louis... Julia Louise Dreyfus, to- Tobias
0: Menez, and Owen Teague. Okay. Also, coming out is a documentary called Close to Wermer." Uh, it hasn't. Uh, uh, oh, an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, but it doesn't say what it's about. Uh, no. Uh, a documentary
2: covers a lot of ground it shows the challenges of curating a show of uh, this magnitude it's about curating a a show about this artist I think yep. oh, yeah Kandahar uh, a, uh, an undercover CIA operative gets stuck in hostile territory in Afghanistan after his mission is exposed accompanied by his translator he must fight enemy combatants as he tries to reach an ex point in Kandahar. That doesn't sound generic at all. It is Gerard Butler, Elianaz Nurarzi, and Travis Femel. Oh, scores. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1 out of 5 on Movie Insider, but 86% of Google users liked it. Kind of all over the place also. Hmm. It sounds terrible.
1: Well,
0: (laughs) I want to see the machine. What about
2: you? Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, the only other one. You, you heard my feelings as 96%, but I don't know if it's actually good. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, next week we will cover news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We will do another show review of The Boogeyman. Uh, I have heard it's a good version of the Stephen King novel this time, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Wait to hear more about that, but we will start a new show because it was the last episode of The Power and uh, it was very much between two shows uh, that we were discussing. We were discussing The Idol uh, and uh, the show that we will cover uh, called Based on a True Story. What is it all
2: about, Luke? let me go find the description A real estate agent, a plumber and a former tennis star sees the unique opportunity to profit from America's obsession with crime and sword events. So it's uh, starring Kaylee Coke, uh, Chris Manisa and Natalie Dyer from stranger mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I think they, it's like they are making a true crime podcast uh, so we're gonna get a little bit meta. I think we're gonna be reviewing a TV show about a podcast on a podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, it's too bad that we didn't pick the Idol because that has a whopping twenty five rotten, rotten tomatoes as we are speaking. Look, so
2: one of the we had a couple of different reasons. Like we wanted to either see like. There were, we kind of went through the, what do you call that list, the positive and negative list of, like, which one, right. and one of the uh, negatives of that show was, like, there's a good chance we're not going to get through two episodes of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, based yeah. on a true story, is not scored yet anywhere that I can see, um, but yeah, it hasn't come out, and it hasn't been even released to critics, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. I have read a lot about the idol, so I'm I'm excited for both shows, to be honest. But I'm happy that we're actually reviewing this because the other one seems very controversial.
2: Oh really? I didn't hear uh, any of the controversy oh, yeah. yet.
0: Super controversial.
2: Oh well, yeah. we could talk about that now in the Jeremy round. What do? You, what's the controversy?
0: So uh, it's directed by the guy that made Euphoria. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, there has been a lot of like shit on uh, backstage already because the, the process of filming this was uh, very hard, as I am seem to understand it.
2: Like he was not like it was in very good working conditions, or he he was yeah, yeah terrible
0: okay. working conditions. Uh, people were angry at each other, yeah. Okay, lots of drama. So, lots of drama. But, uh, Jeremy round yeah? Uh, did you see this, uh, thing from CBS News that I sent you about Taylor Swift fans trying to sell rainwater? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> so fucking silly. See, it, it, so, I can
1: see
2: uh, it not right. being silly if it was, like, a v- super special, like, event. That, like, once-in-a-lifetime kind of... Like, I'm trying to think of who it was that was at, like, um, the 99 Woodstock, where it started raining. It was Bush. If you had that rain, I think that would be worth money. This, maybe not so much.
0: (laughs) But it was the closing of her uh, tour. Uh, I don't think those two things
2: are the same level of, like, you know what I mean? I agree. (laughs) Right.
0: But... uh, fans are selling rainwater from the concert from $250 per container, and it's, like, super small containers. Oh, my gosh. So that's funny. Yeah. Thanks, Bell Delphine. Uh, yeah, thanks.
2: That guy we talked about last week that was running into people's houses and stealing people's dogs, the British mm-hmm. TikToker, he got arrested. So that's good. Yeah.
0: He good. was also on... Uh, uh oh, jerky Mac jerk
2: face. Uh, Pierce Morgan, right? Wasn't it? Thank you. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I saw. I don't. I I, I th-
0: can I think it's kind of funny that you understood who I meant when I said jerky Mac jerk
2: face. Well, it wasn't even. I saw the interview, but I <laughs> I mixed Pierce Morgan and the other like super right wing British guy up all the time in my head. So.
0: Oh yeah, the other yeah yeah. Like the uh, local
2: the... news guy, yes. the British, because they look similar, they sound similar. Sure. I'm being British racist yeah. now saying they, they look similar.
0: Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk I have a lot. Go ahead. Uh, Norway warns people to keep away from the spy whale uh, that has been in uh, Norwegian waters. That was kind of funny. The, so there's been this uh, we talked about it on, actually last year. When there was this train whale from Russia mm-hmm. think, to nor- Norway and it has come back because people are giving it food and uh, yeah you shouldn't do that people okay uh, because uh, then it continues to to like come back.
2: There was and, a uh, yeah. video this morning from Def Noodles. Apparently, he was he's been using AI to like promote things on social media this is according to him and the ai like went rogue and misgendered dylan mulvaney and people saw it and uh got Mm. very mad obviously but he's claiming he didn't misgender them the ai did do you believe that that seems like a new age like excuse
0: no it i don't believe that
2: it's weird it's it could be true. It's like well, it's so on the edge of like it could be true, but it could
0: not be true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it feels w- weird. But uh, his quartering into you was fucking amazing, though.
2: I thought it was a little softball. Did you? I didn't hit him on anything. Like uh, and he didn't hit him in on anything controversial. He was kind of like mm. super pussyfooting around as like. As far as I could tell, he like he, he didn't ask him any real controversial questions that I would think you would ask in a, in an interview like that. It seemed like he was just like being very friendly more than anything.
0: Yeah. Hey, we should thank whoever has made an IMDB page for us.
2: <laughs> I am guessing it's AI. My that's in what pizza? I said. I think that there, IMDb has probably moved over to that. I don't even, but I don't know why it's cataloging podcasts.
0: Yeah, it feels very weird.
2: Because it, I mean, they do TV shows now, and I guess now they're starting to, ca- like, catalog podcasts also? Yeah. Maybe we should look up Joe Rogan. Well, no, because that's like a video podcast. So I can see how that could be more connected, right?
0: Oh, that could, yeah.
2: What's like a just hmm. uh, audio podcast? I can't think of one right now. Uh. Another digital Sitsum. Well, yeah, th- that. <laughs> oh, there's That Wrestling Show. Oh, That Wrestling Show. I am... You should
0: go and check that out if you want to hear me
2: talk about wrestling. I, I'm surprised you didn't think of That Wrestling Show. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm on it, and I didn't remember it. What comes up
2: when I look up That Wrestling Show, IMDB, is That 70s Show, an episode titled The Wrestling Show. Uh. Hmm. Oh no, that wrestling show there was an episode called that wrestling show of the of that seventies show that's that's wow okay that's funny
0: uh I'm not the only one that didn't like uh the little mermaid uh polema fate uh she is a singer and actress uh she said that uh Hayley was a good performance and was a great casting but uh, it was kind of funny uh she said like <laughs> She, said, uh, she "She was like, as a mother, I don't want my kids uh, to think it's okay to give up your entire voice and your powers to love a man. <laughs> and she said, what the fuck is this shit? Huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I,
2: the Rock was apparently in this episode of That 70s Show, uh, mm. playing his father... But in the trivia, it says Rocky Johnson worked in the NWA in the seventies and did not sign with the WWF until the eighties, and it was in the show that seventy show. So that's pretty that's funny. funny. Speaking of that seventy show, actually, this is a good transition. already well
0: said in it that well. Oh, really? Jeez.
2: Yeah. Ken Shamrock, I say. They must have been in collaboration with WWF yeah. at the time. Yeah. Cool. Uh. Yeah. Speaking of connections to that seventy show, Danny Masterson is uh currently on trial right mhm yeah so the Scientology yeah he's backing him super trial yeah so if the so whenever the like results of that come out is when we're going to start cover covering it so i know we talked about it initially when he initially got like arrested yeah
0: i mean he was in the best movie in the world Dracula 2000
2: i was going to say he was in a movie <laughs> i don't remember that okay yeah
0: he was in Dracula 2000. Huh.
2: If you don't remember that movie, I don't fucking blame you. I remember it, like the poster of it, but I don't remember watching it. I don't know if I ever did or not. Oh, it's atrociously bad. Hmm, okay. It had Johnny Lee Miller in it? That's He must have been young as fuck in that. Yeah, and Gerald Butler
0: was playing uh, Dracula. It's a lot of Gerard Butler talk in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are more or less a fan podcast of him. So. Of Gerard Butler, yeah. Mm-hmm. We should just we should just do I, a spin-off podcast, the Gerard Butler fan podcast. Right. So, I have a hot take. Uh, do you want to hear a hot take about uh, a movie Gerard Butler is in? Okay. I fucking hate 300. It is
2: so fucking overrated. I think it was good, like, the first time I saw it. And after that is, it was never. Yeah, so it's not a movie you could ever watch oh. twice, and and the special effects now really don't stand up to current day like the way like you couldn't show that to a young younger person and have them be impressed
0: by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to hear another hot take about that movie? I I will also say it's made by one of my least favorite directors of all time, Zack Snyder.
2: Yeah, people gave him a lot of crap for. Uh, a few movies after that but like people really liked him when he made 300 and then it was only after that people started disliking him though so yeah
0: I mean Sucker Punch was probably his best movie and it's not really that good it was like decent yeah I remember that I, I, I think that's probably his best movie like if I had to, I'd
2: have to look up a list, but I, I know that was a good movie, and other like ones Man, that I can. Man
0: of Steel, I didn't like. No, that Batman was terrible. Was Superman's uh, Dawn of Justice n-
2: was shit. Never saw Batman right. Superman.
0: Yeah, uh, Justice League the original was shit.
2: See, this is the uh, thing. I I don't watch those movies, so I barely seen any oh, of gosh. his movies. I think. <laughs> and Army of the Dead was just
0: silly. And stupid. I remember you and me watching it together.
2: Yeah, it was just... Months. It was It was also mid middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I haven't seen that movie in, in quite a while. Sucker Punch. But I remember it was pretty good. Huh, okay. <coughs>
2: well, I know there's a couple people that maybe are announcing their run for presidency, so maybe that's what we're going to talk about in the news next week. I know we talked about that beforehand, so... Sorry. Yeah, that's for next week. Anything else?
0: No. Uh, next week is episode 400, so... Tournament, s- we yeah. We'll do something with someone. We'll see who shows up. <laughs> right,
2: yeah, that's the thing. Is yeah, or Coordinating everything and making sure everybody's there, but I'm working on it. I think I've got it all set up.
0: Yeah, Luke is uh, the puppet master of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that reference? I think I'm... That's such an old reference. I think I'm more like
2: a co- the coordinator, uh, which it, it, we don't really do this that often, so I don't really care that much that to do the work just for, like, special occasions, yeah.
0: Well, uh... F- for Luke, I am Fro, and from for Fro, I am Luke. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye,
2: everybody. Bye, bye everybody.
1: Another, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.